Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we're live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment. Let's make sure we got Facebook with us here. And we will get this party started on a Thursday night, early June, first Thursday in June. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest, the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach we got a couple of pressers to go through today from K.J. Hamler and Malik Reed, But for the most part, nothing earth-shattering, no like huge news, but some really interesting things that K.J. Hamler had to say about the quarterback situation, about his health, that are worth our time that we're going to break down tonight. Plus, of course, Mile High Mailbag Night. How you doing, bro? Doing pretty well. Another day where the Broncos didn't acquire Aaron Rodgers, and uh, we're just moving forward with the quarterback competition. And like you said, Teddy Bridgewater is doing some things in Broncos practice that's catching some eyes. And Hamler, as long as he's on the field catching passes, I think what he has to say is uh, noteworthy. Hey, real quick, shout out Muhammad jumping in, bona fide superstar. He's got his profile pic rocking the trucker hat, rocking the hoodie like a boss. Love you, bro. Mile high salute right back to you. Hope little Malik's doing well. I can tell you uh, my my Theo is doing really well. So good to see you. Appreciate the support, bro. Thanks for getting in early. Good to see you, as always. So let's get to a couple of interesting things about the KJ Hamler presser today. First and foremost, what's up, Sam Bam? Good to see you. Is he hasn't really been practicing, right? That was one of the big concerns and one of the things we saw on Tuesday when the Broncos got out there. K.J. Hamler, chilling on the sideline. Chilling's not the right word, but not participating, working with trainers, stretching. We find out after the practice, Zach, that he, in fact, has another hamstring that he's tweaked. And I found it ironic today that he said, you know, kind of joking, I had never had hamstring problems till I landed in Denver. Beg to differ on that, but nevertheless, 
how concerned are you? And I, then I want to get to his his comment on the hamstring that he's already kind of suffering from this again when he missed three, four games last year because of that hammy. Yeah, KJ Hamler is hamstrung by his hamstring, Chad, and it seems like it's an ongoing theme. And this is one of the issues with when soft tissue injuries, especially hamstrings, not only do they take forever to recover from, they are so easily aggravated. If you one false move, one day less of rehab that you should take, it could set you back months. And I don't want to speculate that he suffered uh, the same injury or aggravation of last year. It could be where the players were off for many months in a row, many weeks, and they're coming back to action. These things happen. It's part of football. Injuries do pile up. But like he said, you know, you question the veracity of what he said. A little more credence led to the Broncos training staff, lower body injury, soft tissue injury. It's an ongoing theme each and every year. It's only June 3rd. I'm not freaking out about it right now. September 3rd, October 3rd, if it's still ongoing, then yeah, we'll push the panic button. And that was basically his takeaway here, or the message he had for fans is, look, it's only OTAs. Here's what he said, quote, with the hamstring situation, I'm good. It's OTAs in the offseason. So I'm just trying to keep stuff limited for me. I've been running. I've been running really well, getting back to the climbing and the altitude and getting back in action. I'm fine, though. And then he went on to say about how he's prepared during the offseason in, in advance of his second year, quote, I definitely feel the difference in my body. I'm just trying to stay durable. I did a lot of single arm and single leg stuff, more body control things and band work for my hips just to get my body up to par. I know last year I played at 170 pounds. I'm 181 right now. And I, in fact, Zach, I think that's something Jerry Judy opined about earlier this week that he's bigger, right? I feel better. I feel stronger. I feel faster. Just trying to improve every day. And then one last thing before I serve this back over to you um, on what he's going to do, really. I mean, you know, durability is the key for Hamler. We know that if he's on the field, he's going to be a threat. He can make an impact. Uh, What he's done to improve his durability. uh, I've been doing a lot of that single leg stuff, deadlifts. You have to mix up the explosion part with the strength. I haven't had a flare or anything of that nature. I was just telling coach, uh, Zach Azani, I've never had hamstring problems till I came here. I have to focus on those things. There might be things around it that really cause it. it might be my hips, my glutes or groin. I'm still trying to figure out and learn the different ways of trying to keep the different body parts healthy because when I'm healthy, I think I can bring a big impact to this team. Close quote. He was healthy for uh, big chunks of last year. He wasn't utilized at all. So I hope, you know, God willing, 100% health he's used as he should be. And it seems like he gained 11 pounds, if my math is correct. I hope the 11 pounds doesn't subtract from his speed because I, I want him to be more durable. I want him to be on the field. But his main draw, the biggest asset he has, is his speed. And I hope it doesn't slow him down at all. But maybe this is a preemptive move to take more punts, to field more special teams opportunities. He's putting on some more muscle mass. Anything to stay healthier. I just think it's an ongoing theme, Chad. Broncos fans don't want to talk about it. Broncos media doesn't want to raise the question. But this is now, what, three years in a row, continual lower body and soft tissue injuries. It's a concern. It's a concern. All right, one last thing, then we'll get to some matters of business, see what's on your mind. We're excited, guys, tonight, of course, the Mile High Mailbag. We are your football priests each and every week. We're here to offer you the absolution and answers to your burning Broncos questions, and we're going to get to those here in just a moment, and we're going to be as comprehensive and democratic as possible, try to get to any and all questions within our hour of time allotment. But real quick, Zach, what turned my ear was – 
what it's like, first and foremost, the subject of, you know, catching passes from two QBs splitting reps. Quote, and this is something, of course, Jerry Judy addressed a couple of days ago. Interesting to hear how Hamler kind of explained this. Quote, I think the biggest thing for the wide receiver group is we're learning. Teddy is more of a timing thrower and things of that nature. Drew is a gunslinger. Both are doing tremendous, and they both are doing great. Getting to pick both those guys' brain from a vet and Drew going into his third year, still learning. We're all still learning. Just to pick Teddy's brain and pick Drew's brain is pretty cool. We always get extra throws with both of them after practice just to get the timing right. There's competition everywhere. I'm glad we have both of them on the team, and both of them are looking great. I think that's the best part. Everybody competes and keeps striving, close quote. So, Zach, to me, we'll get to the second quote here in a minute, but to me what this really does a decent job of indirectly illustrating is the way players view Teddy Bridgewater. Despite the fact that, you know, he's, what is he, seven years in the league, under 50 starts, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head, he's viewed in a much bigger through a much bigger lens. He's almost viewed like some, you know, long-term proven multi-pro bowl veteran because of that leadership moxie, that it factor, whatever you want to call it that he has on the intangible side, which are really, I mean, they're bona fide true assets he brings to the table to hear that Hamler is going to him learning. And of course the distinction between the timing guy, Zach and the gunslinger. And that is my central issue with this whole quarterback competition dragging on into deep into August, deep into preseason. If one's a timing quarterback, that means the receivers he's throwing to, which happen to be the Broncos starting receivers, if they're trained to turn at a certain time to run this route instead of that route to form that chemistry with Teddy Bridgewater, what happens if Teddy doesn't win the job? And then Drew, and they don't have any of the same time, and they don't have any of the same rhythm, any of the same chemistry, so they're going to have to relearn and retrain themselves on the fly. I understand what Hamler's saying there, and I like the fact that Bridgewater so far is proving to be some sort of veteran resource for the receivers, for the quarterbacks, for the entire offense, but that is my concern with the quarterback competition, not nailing down that continuity in the chemistry with one singular quarterback working with the first string. It is definitely the downside to having a, it's one of the couple of downsides to having a open competition for first string quarterback in the off season that bleeds into camp that bleeds into the preseason. Um, all right. One other thing, and then we'll get to some matters of business and get to the chat on what Hamler, because he talked about learning, right? Picking the brain of Teddy, picking the brain. Of, he almost like threw Drew in there just to keep it balanced. But this was more about picking Teddy's brain, right? Cause Teddy's the big veteran in, in the, his mind. So what has he learned from Bridgewater? What has he learned from Locke? Quote, when I go to Teddy, this is my first year throwing with Teddy. It's me asking, how do you like this route? Is it timing for you? How many steps are you taking? And do I need to speed it up? He just gives me his feedback on what he likes. And I get the same from Drew. They're two different quarterbacks, but at the same time, they're both great players. Just trying to be on point with them so we all can have chemistry with both of them. We don't know what's going to happen, talking about what the future holds at quarterback, but I'm glad they are both on the team. Those guys are both dropping dimes and throwing everywhere. Both of them doing really good. Just being a student of the game is KJ and learning, close quote. Zach, what do you take from that? I take the it's June 3rd and it's OTAs and it's a new quarterback with the incumbent competing and it's it's the same ho-hum quarterback competition and practices that you'd see in the early summer. I, I like that um, 
they feel confident, at least Hamler does, that he can succeed and he can get that chemistry down with whoever's a quarterback. But my personal feeling is just have one guy and have that guy with the ones and train if it's going to be Locke, if that's the direction they want to go, then have Hamler learn first what Locke wants to do. Learn to catch Locke's passes. Learn uh, to run Locke's timing routes. I want to see that materialize before they try to double down with another quarterback. So nothing overly negative, nothing overly positive, June 3rd. Hey, shout out to George Newton jumping in early with a super sticker that has a message I'm trying to interpret here coming soon. I'm not sure what's coming soon. But, George, we appreciate your support every single night. Every single night. It all adds up. Excuse me. It all means a lot. So thank you, George, and appreciate you being with us, buddy. Maybe he meant the podcast. What was the the timestamp, John? Maybe that's the the interpretation cue there. But, George, George. you're the man. He says, yeah, that's what it was. Um, All right, guys. We got a lot more to get to. We'll get to your questions, your comments, the topics that are on your mind. Maybe we just need to help you exercise some demons. But, Zach, make no mistake, OTAs are happening. That excites guys like you and I, and I think it excites a lot of fans too. But we are officially in the dog days of the NFL summer. June traditionally is the dead period. Even though there's things happening, OTAs, we're going to get. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mandatory minicamp, but fans traditionally at this point on the calendar, they tune out. They start tuning out. You can see it right now by our live view count that that you and I can see here. It's probably about three quarters of what it might normally be. I only bring this up, not as a negative, but to tell you guys that there's still a lot to analyze. If the Broncos are in the building, it's an important day, especially here at Mile High Huddle. And so whether they're in the building or not, we're going to be here for you guys seven days a week, the huddle up podcast, of course, four days a week, 
if you count what Zach does with Kelberman's Corner, five days a week. And we'll get through this summer, and the football season will be here before you know it. But also try and enjoy your summers a little bit, right? Especially after last year, so many people didn't get to really enjoy their summers. So make sure you take time to enjoy that. All right, real quick, guys, connect with us on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod, and at Mile High Huddle, our producer that you lovingly know as Buona Beast. Connect with him on Twitter, at John K, M-H-H. My partner in crime, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL on Twitter, myself, at Chad and Jensen. And if we're talking about connecting on social media, make sure you're following Mile High Huddle on Facebook and the Huddle Up podcast on Facebook. Tonight we'll announce this week's winner of our randomly selected giveaway, a hat, a t-shirt, whatever it might end up being, to one of our great community members, one of our great fans and listeners that are both liking and following the Huddle Up podcast Facebook page. We're going to announce that at the end of the show. But if you want to get in on that, we're doing that every single week, giving away swag to people who are liking and following the Huddle Up podcast Facebook page. Go take care of that, and you're automatically entered into the giveaway each and every week. Easy to find. Either just open up the app, Facebook on your phone, search Huddle Up Podcast, you'll see us. Or there's the link, as you can see on screen, facebook.com slash milehighhuddlepod. And guys, friendly reminder, become a supporter on Facebook of Mile High Huddle. What you get from that is not only are you supporting the cause, helping to keep the lights on, all right, but you get access to our premium VIP video and podcast content, which, again, starts with Calberman's Corner every Sunday at noon Mountain Time, and then, of course, the Trickle Zone every Saturday at noon Mountain Time. Zach, as far as I know, you're not planning on deviating from your Sundays, even though we're in the dog days of the NFL summer, are you? No days off, baby. That's how we roll. That's how we roll here, so... Go over there. You'll see the big blue button on the Mile High Huddle Facebook page. Become a supporter. Click that. You're in like Flynn. If you're watching right now on Facebook, go scroll to the bottom where you would type in your comment. You'll see the little green icon, a little like upside down arrow pointing down. Click that. You'll sign up. I think it's five bucks a month. Appreciate you guys. And then also check out the merch store when you get some time. HuddleUpPod.com. Get your swag on. Get a hat. Get a t-shirt. Really goes a long way towards supporting what we're doing here. And we have some really exciting designs dropping, hopefully, next week. So keep an eye on that. And if you're not in a position, gang, to do those things, it's all good. We're seriously stoked to have you with us, and we appreciate each and every listener and viewer that checks out this show on a daily basis. But just make sure you're subscribed, all right? And check if you're on YouTube especially. Click the notification bell so you get an updated every time we we got content or if we're going live. And the other thing here, guys, number two is like the video. If you're on YouTube or Facebook, if you want to help get this content in front of those tens of thousands of Broncos fans, I mean, MHH is big. We, we cover a lot of ground, but not everyone knows we're out here. So if you want to help us grow and reach those Broncos fans that are like you, but they're wandering the desert, they could use this community, they could use the brotherhood, the sisterhood of what we're doing here at MHH. Liking this video, if you're on YouTube or Facebook, gets us a lot closer to those very people. And if you're not, um, you know, even if you don't dig what we're doing every day or you don't agree with every single take I have or that Zach has, but you respect the effort, Number three is the number one way to guarantee this show can continue to grow. And that is share it out there on your social media. Help us reach those Broncos fans. All right, Zach, before we dive into, well, let's just start. Let's grab the Black Knight. By the way, Black Knight, Jeremy, I'm not sure. Wow. I just saw the figure here. Judas Priest. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Are you? It, does the name come from, no, I guess that's the Dark Knight, right? Batman is the Dark Knight. I'm not much of a comic book guy, but I heard some uh, shade on the new Batman that's coming out soon. The Batman that has the dude from the Twilight 
series as the new Bruce Wayne. It's not Ben Affleck anymore. It's this other dude. Um, Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah. Yes. I heard that it's a, it's a crap show that the new Batman is just a blithering joke. Um, so we'll see, but I'm curious, Jeremy, if that has anything, to, I don't think it does. I think you told me once it has something to do with video games, but dude, thank you so much for that generosity and the support. I mean, that's two weeks in a row with you top roping it. Come on the show last night, help do some heavy lifting with helping to provide us some content and some good conversation. And then he chimes in Zach here to say, thanks for having me on yesterday. It was fun. I forgot to ask this yesterday, but would you have deconstructed this team post Super Bowl 50 and traded players for picks? Like Miami, Zach. First of all, Black Knight is a movie with Martin Lawrence that's hilarious. Not a lot of people yes. have heard of yes. it. It's a really, really good movie. And second of all, Chad, uh, The Dark Knight with uh, Christian Bale and Heath Ledger. To me, I'm not a huge Batman or superhero guy. That is the best Batman that there is. I don't know, though, to get back on point here. First of all, again, Jeremy, thank you so much. Super Chat God, you are incredibly uh, uh, supportive, and uh, and uh, we're so appreciative. I don't know. I mean, right after, so 20, 2016, or when the Broncos started losing, like in 2018, 2019, I don't, I don't understand the context of the question. Well, I think what he's saying is you won it all, and you had a old quarterback that you knew was going to retire. The odds of repeating were pretty gum slim. But so. you just drafted a quarterback in the first round, though, and you were pretty much a win-now roster aside from that. Well, but – after the Super Bowl, so remember, if we look at the NFL calendar, the way it unfolds chronologically, the Broncos missed their opportunity. If they were going to deconstruct and trade away assets from the Super Bowl 50 squad, they missed that window in March, right, when the free agency period opened and then lost Brock Osweiler. He defected to Houston and all that and then went back to the well to draft Paxton Lynch. So would I have deconstructed the roster? No, because there were so many pieces there. I would have held out hope at least one year to see, hey, man, oh, we lost Brock. Dang, well, there goes that plan. Let's see how quickly we might be able to get this Paxton Lynch up to speed. You know, Assuming I made the exact same drafting decisions that John Elway did, I don't think I would have done it out of the gates. But as it became, Zach, increasingly obvious that we weren't going to be pushing anybody, regardless of how many dogs we had on defense, yeah, I probably would have started looking at shopping a few guys. The thing with Miami, though, that's a unique situation because Brian Flores and the new management there, Chris Greer, had to clean up the mess left behind by Adam Gase. And he's a a, a culture killer. He's a franchise cancer no matter where he goes. Look at the Jets now. And Robert Salah is doing the same thing that uh, Brian Flores did. So I probably wouldn't have deconstructed the team for the sake of deconstructing it. I would have tried to keep winning and, and piling on that success in the Super Bowl regardless of Peyton Manning retiring. Man, if we could have just got that fifth year. Remember, Peyton signed a five-year deal in 2012, ended up playing out four of them. If we could have just got that one more year, even at half-mast Peyton, Lord knows what could have happened. Poppy jumping in with the message. Good to see you, my friend. Hope things are okay and, and improving for you. She says, MH, and by the way, Zach and I, John, we see your support. You've been supporting all the shows uh, for the last week. We see that. We really appreciate you. She says, MHH family cares about each other. That's what I love. Thank you, everyone, for being so nice and caring. And, Bobby, that warms our heart to hear that. We really love the connections, right, that are being forged in the community. So glad to have you with us tonight, and uh, it brightens our, brightens our show. 
Chad, I got to be honest with you. Since we started doing Super Chat and doing live podcasts, what blows me away, the most impressive thing to me is not necessarily donations or any certain monetary amount. It's the community that's been forming around us. It's the tight-knit, almost family uh, vibes and family atmosphere everyone shares. Everyone talks to each other off-pod, you know, on different social media platforms. Everyone cares about each other's personal lives, situations, especially through the pandemic. I mean, the, 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 the bonds and the friendships everyone has formed in this community, guys, blows me away personally. Yes, and I know, you know, look, we'd like to pretend that that was a planned thing. I mean, we've always prioritized community. We've always tried to cultivate that on the written side with our old forums back on the scout.com and 24 seven days, YouTube, it just became a whole different animal and we love to see it. We love to see it. And here's Bobby showing that love, a very generous, very generous. And uh, again, hope things are improving on, on your end. All I can tell you is we just love having you back. And so welcome. Thank you. Appreciate you. Jeremy says there, grab Jeremy again. He says, uh, I consider the community as a brotherhood. We love hearing that, really. That makes us, I mean, like Zach said, take um, sponsors out of it, take Super Chats out of it, take revenue out of it. That's honestly what keeps us coming back every single night are the relationships, the connections we have with you guys, the, the, the chat, the community. So love you guys, Bobby. Love you. Yeah, that's not to say that when we see this level of generosity, we're not blown away because Pobby and everyone out there, every single person who donates, it doesn't matter if it's a penny or what Pobby donates or Jeremy, anyone out there, uh, we are so blown away and so touched and so humble, seriously so humble for everyone's support. Thank you, Pobby. Thank you, everyone. And it motivates us to keep, not just keep going, but buckle down and come up with new ideas and dedicate more and more of our creative time and energies into making these shows better, creating additional shows. And we got a lot of that coming down the pike. In fact, with the 2021 season rolling around here in a couple of months, we got some really cool plans that are new little tweaks to what we're going to be doing that will be unfolding as we get there. So love each and every one of you. And Pobby, seriously, thank you so much, my friend. Shout out to Todd Ostendorf jumping in early saying he can't watch live, but he wants to shout out his fellow Bronco maniacs and Buona Beast in, uh, in, in uh, particular. So he says, what's up, brother? Uh, but appreciate you, my, my friend. Uh, all right, let me see here. I want to be uh, – let me see what kind of comments and topics are on everybody's mind here. Whoop, John, the stream just jumped me. So I'll tell you real quick. Yeah, Tanner. We got Tanner. What's up, Tanner? Good to see you, bro. Thank you for the support as always. He says, I'm just showing some love. I've been recovering from getting my wisdom teeth removed. I'll be back to being consistent soon. Man, Godspeed in that recovery, my friend. I remember when I got mine out. Zach, did you get your wisdom teeth out? Mm-mm. Not everyone does. You know, everyone's um, jaws or whatever, t- the way the teeth grow are a little bit different. But I did get mine out when I was 19 or 20, something like that. And all I can remember is being down for the count, whatever medicine they gave me and everything, two days. And then I'm like, oh, it's come, start coming out of it. Man, no fun. No fun at all. So, Tanner. Uh, keep a stiff upper lip, man. And we're just glad to have you with us tonight, but focus on getting better. Yeah. Tanner, hope the ice cream's good and I appreciate your support. Thank you. Yeah. Catch some Z's man. Catch some Z's. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck. That's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. 
We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, D Brown, what's up, D? He wants to know: Does MHH merch ship to Canada? You bet your bottom dollar it does, my friend. It sure does. Yeah, huddleuppod.com. Get yours, D. Huddleuppod. Um, real quick here, Seth Harmon in the house. What up, dude? Good to see you. He says, "How much time do you think Baron Browning will see on the field this year?" Zach, is there a? Le- I mean, look, I talk to people around the league. And the view of Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson is significantly um, better than a lot of, uh, you know, fans, really, their perception of them. They're not big splash guys. You know, A.J. was his first year as a starter in 2020, or excuse me, 2019 with Vic. But uh, last year, you didn't really see as many of those splash plays. And so when those splash plays aren't happening, Zach, some fans, not all, I don't want to paint with too broad of strokes, but some fans, you know, they just assume that they're not – carrying their water. And we all know that if they lack anything, it's coverage chops, but they're a lot more dug in, I think, than people realize. And Justin Sternod, Baron Browning, they are going to push this thing, but they were more preemptive kind of selections because you got Josie in a contract year and AJ in a contract year. Can't make the club from the tub, though. And I I know he will make the club, but he won't see the field from the tub. And that's exactly what's going to be the case for Baron Browning. He has a lower leg injury, apparently, Chad. And he suffered it in the first batch of uh, rookie OTAs and rookie practices. And he's still hurt. And Fangio doesn't really know what's what. It's still ongoing. Uh, Hopefully, he'll be okay for training camp. No worries there. As long as he stays healthy, though, I think he's the future at ILB. He's the new generation's version of an inside linebacker in today's NFL. And considering the Broncos run nickel and dime packages and sub packages so often, he's going to see extensive snaps. It's really to phase Josie Jewell out of the the defense more so than AJ Johnson. But at least initially, you might see full-time snaps from them. And then they slowly but surely weaned Baron Browning into the fold. By midseason, he should be seeing... 80%, 80%, if not 100%, 100% of snaps at inside linebacker. I'm excited about Baron Browning. I'm almost as excited about getting Justin Sternod back. I think he's going to be a stud. But in both their cases, right, as you said, Zach, can't make the club from the tub. 
I think Baron Browning is guaranteed a spot this year. I don't. I wouldn't quite go so far with Sternod if he gets hurt again. If he gets hurt again, they might waive him injured and you know injury settlement. Catch you later. We got fish to fry, dude. You can't stay healthy. Hopefully that doesn't happen because I think if he can be on the field, the Broncos can have a special young duo to kind of groom behind Jewel, behind Johnson. You know, Johnson's older than you think. You know, fans go, oh, well, you know, 2019 is when we really saw. He came to us in uh, 2018, and then he really saw playing time, 2019. Well, he was five years beyond when he should have been in the NFL because of all his legal trouble he was acquitted of, he was exonerated of. But still, he's older. You know, he's close to 30. And Josie Jewell, not too far behind him. So those guys have an opportunity to push if they can stay healthy. And the thing about Sternod is I know the Broncos won't operate like this, but I don't even care about him against the run. Just focus on being good in coverage because you have two good linebackers against the run, inside linebackers anyway. We need help covering tight ends, covering running backs, stopping the Travis Kelseys, stopping the Darren Wallers, and helping the Broncos secondary thrive and letting the front seven get to the quarterback. Michael on Facebook, appreciate you, buddy. He says, good evening, Chad and Zach from Mile High Huddle. I'd like to shout out John K, a.k.a. The Beast, for accepting me as a follower on Twitter. Go Broncos. I know John uh, appreciates that. So much love to you, my friend. Good to see you. Um, All right, let me see here. Um, Here's his actual – hold on. Hold hold Dave just one sec, John, because Michael actually had a topic. Uh, Oh, well, maybe not. Just another minute. Thanks for the community in the city of Denver, Broncos country around the world. All right, appreciate that, brother. All right, Dave, uh, Dave from Georgia. It's been a minute. There he is. What's up, Dave? I hope you're doing better, bro. Hope things are improving for you. Uh, It's great to have you in the stream. He says, real actual football is only three and a half months away. Hashtag, where's Aaron? Hashtag, let him hate. Yeah, we don't know, man. Um, We don't know what's up with Aaron other than Gute Kunst, the GM there in Green Bay, still sticking to his guns that they will not trade Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, as of yesterday is when the window really opened for them to start making deals if they wanted to because they can alleviate some serious dollars dead cap that they wouldn't have been able to if they had traded him prior to June 1st. I mean, literally, where is Aaron? I'm assuming he's still in Hawaii, you know, climbing mountains or in in California with his fiance, Chad. Uh, Where is he figuratively not on the Broncos roster, nor will he be, I think, before the 2021 season gets here? Our Powell on YouTube. What's up, man? He says, I've been waiting for this podcast all day. I have a great idea to deal with Kelsey, Waller, or any other deadly tight end. Put Patrick Sertan II on them all game. It'll free up the rest of the D. Really interesting idea, and it's actually a topic I want to say, Zach, we explored multiple times, but as recently as Monday night, there's kind of this buzz underground that that could be kind of a a carved-out role for him initially as he's learning the ropes and kind of, sowing his oats and, um, you know, figuring things out that they'll bring him out onto the field as kind of a matchup DB. You need to take, cause he's long, he's six, two, he's strong, he's physical. I think he could do some damage against guys like that. But the problem with that is it's, it's not so easy to just say, all right, we're going to put Sertan on whoever the tight right. end is, you know, because that throws off everything else. It all has to weave perfectly within the scheme, but don't be surprised Zach. To see PS2 doing just that and Vic Fangio, if some of the buzz and rumors we're hearing end up being true, utilizing him as kind of a newfangled, not a matchup safety, but a matchup DB. 
Well, let's start on a smaller scale. Let's see in week one if he can cover Evan Evan Ingram one-on-one. He's a caliber lesser of a Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller. That's a really tough assignment for a rookie, for any player, Chad. Pro Bowl cornerback, all-pro cornerback to cover a Travis Kelsey one-on-one. I mean, not a lot of players in the NFL, if any, can do that. And I wouldn't want the Broncos stunning Sertan's development by putting him on these players against the Chiefs, let's say, or against the Raiders, whoever, and they get burnt and, and, and the the offense adjusts and they exploit Patrick Sertan. I want his development to go smoothly this year. He's a luxury for this defense, Chad. If you want to stop these pass-catching weapons, that's why you signed the cornerbacks that you signed. That's why you paid Shelby Harris. That's why you brought back Von Miller. Get to the quarterback and you don't really have to worry about the Travis Kelsey's and let Sertan kind of come along on his own not put too much on his plate. I don't want Demarcus Walker 2.0 with PS2. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Nathan Brown says on YouTube, I'm going to put my money on Bridgewater winning the competition unless Locke turns the page quick. He might. I don't see that happening. I do think Locke ends up starting the season off, and I think he's going to do well because of the competition and other factors. But if you're right, Nathan, and Bridgewater ends up getting the nod, I'm not going to trip too much on it because I think this team can still win some games with Teddy. You're not going to have as much of a ceiling. You're not going to have as much room to grow with 
Teddy, in terms of yards, stats, numbers, points. I mean, you're going to be pretty. I mean, you'd be you'd be lucky to be 21, 23 points a game. Lucky, and and you know, with the way how bad things have been over the last five years, even that, you're like, we'll take it, right? But but still, the one thing with Locke for all of his warts that he might have or displayed, especially last year, as he continues to develop, Zach is he's got that ceiling. You know, he's got the talent within him if these coaches and his, you know, his consultants and his mentors like Peyton Manning and Jordan Palmer and the different people trying to help him, if they can figure out how to harness that raw potential, he has the talent to be a bona fide top 10 stud Pro Bowl caliber guy. And I just don't, I think those type of days and even projecting anything like that for Teddy, I just don't see it, man. I don't see it anymore. Yeah, Nathan, I get that you're not the biggest lock guy, and it's okay to, you know, think or hope for Bridgewater to win the job. I wouldn't put money on it, though, that the Broncos are going to turn the whole operation over to a quarterback they acquired on the eve of the draft and not the quarterback they brought back this year and retained the coaching staff for and set up the whole incumbency for in Drew Locke. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion to what makes the country so great. My opinion is it's Locke's job to lose unless he gets injured or falls flat on his behind. It's going to be number three under center come week one. Shout out to The Brainstorm, one of our newer superstars. Really appreciate the support, my friend. Thanks for being with us. He says, showing some love. Really appreciate that. Uh, And then also we got Zeus making an appearance from coming on down from MHH Mount Rushmore to uh, spend some time with us mere mortals here in Broncos country. Stu, what's up, dude? Stu's going to be on the show again. Uh, Where'd my phone go? I don't know what I do with my phone. Um, But Stu's going to be on the show here in the very near future. We are stoked and looking forward to that. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your support as always, my friend. And we just can't wait to talk to you again. Yeah, Stu, how's the weather up there? Pretty cold, huh? From Mount Olympus up in the sky. Appreciate <laughs> you so much, Stu. Thank you so much. All right. Um, let me see here. Uh, Gary Leeds, thank you for the stars, my friend. Gary's going on like a 17 or 18 week streak of uh, stars, which is Facebook's version of Super Chat. So, Gary, love you, buddy. You're a legend. He says, I'm not favoring either quarterback until we get to the regular training camp where they're going 11 on 11. It's a waste of energy. Smart man, Gary Leeds Palmer is, Chad. I mean, why even you can be encouraged or you can have uh, bigger hopes coming out of OTAs, but they're voluntary practices. No one's going to think about this. No one's going to remember this or talk about this come the regular season. And even in training camp, there's cause for overreaction. Let the process play out, and I promise you it will be okay. PD Swag jumping in on, on YouTube. Appreciate you, buddy. He says, love this pod, my favorite Broncos podcast. I appreciate that y'all haven't given in to lock derangement syndrome. All right. Well, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for the kind words. And, you know, we're, we, I even see other comments here. Why do these two love Drew so much? I think people recoil at us just not trashing him constantly because it's not like we're sitting here trying to tell people, like, look out, here comes Brett Favre part two, you know, like this isn't the second coming of Patrick Mahomes. We're not saying that. But it just because we're not negative about him, I think people interpret that as like the most homerish, orange colored takes out there. 
And I'll never give in, Chad, because I got the vaccine for the locked derangement syndrome. It's never going to afflict me at all. And I'm never giving in to the mob or the narrative or becoming a sheep because we are entitled to our opinions. And that's we have enough conviction to ride with Drew for however long he deserves that support. And we are the first ones to say when he doesn't deserve that support, when he's no longer the Broncos quarterback, we will call a spade a spade. We will move on. Kane, hold that thought one second real quick. Uh, Kevin, hit the bricks, dude. You don't like it, hit the bricks. All right. Peace out. Uh Kane, what's up, dude? Good to see you. Kane's been very, very, very um outgoing on Twitter since you've connected with us. Adding us. It reminds me of um Vote Moose 80, reminds me of a few other people, great members of our community that are trying to make sure we're on top of the news and seeing everything. Really appreciate it, Kane. He wants to know. How long do you guys think that the new USFL, in case you guys missed it, the USFL, yes, that pro football league of the 80s that actually did compete with the NFL, taking number one draft picks like Jim Kelly, Steve Young, guys like that away from the NFL, it's coming back. So he wants to know, how long do you guys think the new USFL will last this time? Keep up the good work, hashtag state of being. I have no freaking idea. I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, this is, Zach, so many different organizations and and money guys have come together to try and put together a product that will compete with the NFL and pro football. Now this is going to be spring ball. Once again, the odds tell us Zach, you know, the best predictor of future behavior or the best predictor of future outcome is past outcome that it probably won't be long for the world, but I'm here to tell you, I hope it is. I hope it sticks because you know, if we could get some, even if it ends up being like what we were hoping the XFL could be some kind of a farm system here in the States for the NFL, that could be a good thing. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the you know the mean here? What's the average existence time for these new leagues? The AAF, the XFL, what's it about? A year, if that, a few months? I don't know about these spring leagues, these minor leagues. It just never caught on in the NFL like it did in baseball, where they have these developmental programs and these new leagues, because the NFL has become a monopoly, Chad. They're not just the biggest fish in football. They're the biggest fish in sports. The NFL is king, and... Over their dead body, meaning over their money, will they ever let another league come between them and viewership? Here's something interesting, all right? Going back to the USFL in the 80s that truly was, for a time, competing with the league. And even if it wasn't competing from a revenue perspective, I mean, the NFL in the 80s was not the juggernaut that it is today. But nevertheless, even if they weren't quite competing in the same realm with regard to all the fan eyeballs and all that and the dollars, they were competing with their own dollars with draft picks coming out. So here's how it would shake out. For example, Jim Kelly gets drafted by uh, Buffalo bills in 83 by an NFL team. I can't remember the team he signed with or got drafted by at the USFL initially chose to take the money with the USFL club because they were offering him more and he didn't want to play in a cold upstate, you know, New York, Zach, here's a list of some of the names that uh, graced the USFL real quick, Sam Mills, Hall of Famer, uh, Kelvin Bryant, Herschel Walker, Bobby uh, Haybear, Jim Kelly, Kit uh, Lathrop, Chuck Fusina, Gary Anderson, Anthony Carter, John Corker, Reggie White, Gary Zimmerman, a Broncos Hall of Famer, uh, Joey Walters, David Greenwood. Uh, let me see. Let me some of the names that people more um, recognize. Uh, Doug Flutie, Steve Young. So interesting, but that was then. This is now. Right. The, the NFL is such a juggernaut. It ain't going to be easy to compete. 
Listen, I'm all for more football. You put football in front of me, I don't care if it's peewee, I'll watch it. I just think the NFL is not going to let that happen. And the only league that was semi-successful that had some sort of longevity, remember NFL Europe? That was actually really entertaining. I, I like watching that and it actually had a pretty long shelf life, though that was pre the NFL becoming what they are now. And by the way, you guys remember the World League? I loved watching those in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. So I'm with Zach. More football, especially pro football. I love it. I mean, I love college too, but pro football, just it's a different animal. I hope it works out. I hope they can find a way to coexist. And even though they're going to compete in one sense, the USFL is being smart in that they're going to try and schedule their seasons in the spring where, you know, the NFL's in the fall. They're playing on two opposite ends of the of the football calendar. So we'll see. Christian, what's up, dude? Appreciate the super chat. Good to see you. He says, what's up, Priest? Just showing some love. Can't wait to have football back. Hashtag state of being and hashtag let them hate. Appreciate you, Christian. You're quickly becoming one of our biggest super chat superstars. Your continued support every day. And we see you and we appreciate you. Sam Bam jumping in. Very generous. Sam Bam. Thanks, buddy. Hey, guys. Anything going on with the Broncos ownership situation? Are the bowling kids supposed to be taken over? It'd be nice for Broncos country to get that resolved. Go Drew Locke. Go Broncos. Last I can remember on this topic, Zach, it was tabled the trial from Beth Bowen Wallace and Amy Clemmer. That's going to be in July. So next month we'll start seeing some movement there. And if it goes as fast as Joe Ellis thinks it will, it'll be resolved quickly. And uh, Brittany Bowen will eventually be installed as the owner. And he and John Elway can ride off into the sunset next spring. We'll see. Isn't there, isn't there still arbitration though from the NFL? Isn't there an arbiter that's involved in the process? I don't pretend to be an expert on all that stuff. I know the first thing, the first bridge, the first hurdle that has to be overcome here, Zach, is this lawsuit that is coming from two of Bowen's daughters, the two daughters from his first marriage. And it's being kind of co-signed, sponsored by Pat's brother, who was a former uh, minority owner of the Broncos at one point in its history back in the 80s. I can't remember when he sold out. So it has a little bit of weight to it because of that, beyond the fact that these are two of his kids. They got to handle that first. But the one thing, Zach, that kind of clouds this whole situation is our understanding is there's seven bowling kids, if I'm not mistaken. Is it eight? That we know of. Yeah, seven kids that we know of. And they all have to agree. So even if Beth Bowling Wallace and Amy, uh, uh, Amy Clemmer are vanquished in court and that goes away, that doesn't mean that they're going to suddenly say, okay, we agree, go ahead and give it to our sister, Brittany. They might not. Maybe they will, but I don't expect them to, which is why I was a little bit mystified by Joe Ellis back in January saying, I think it's going to be over quickly after the trial. And then, you know, to a point where Brittany can take over and we can kind of bow out by this time next year. Yeah, I don't pretend to know all the legalese involved, all the the aspects, the technicalities, and this and that. But uh, my personal theory is maybe the everyone involved, from the ownership to Joe Ellis and the Bolins, they're seeing how this season in a return to normalcy, considering all the revenue they lost last year with the pandemic, they couldn't sell out the stadium, they didn't have the same income stream. They want to see if the Broncos, how profitable, how valuable are they in a normal year, and then go from there. I think that could be a strategy going forward, but. There will be lawyers, and it will be an extended process. This is not going to, I think, end anytime soon. By the way, Travis, we saw your comment about wanting to come on the show. We are planning on doing some cool stuff for supporters, being able to include our supporters on Facebook on the show in the near future. So we'll be uh, reaching out. So just 
Keep it coming. Keep being engaged in the conversation each and every day. And we will eventually here be in touch. Michaela, the Duchess, jumping in every single night. Here she is again. We love you. Appreciate you. And she's saying to the topic of our community, we are family. Hashtag MHH. And Michaela, hope we get to see you week three. What is it, Zach? September 26th uh, for the home opener against the Jets. We're going to be there. We want to see you. We want to see as many of you as possible. Yeah, and Michaela, you are a, serious, a, a, a big part of the fabric of our community, and you are the Duchess for a reason. So thank you for your support, and we are all family here. It, it's amazing. Um, real quick, Jeremy clarifying a question that he asked last night as he was getting getting out. He says, I messed up the question I asked last night. If the Broncos get off to a slow start, do you think Fangio, Shermer, Tom McMahon get axed by the bye week, or do you think they'll survive to the end of the season? Tom McMahon's never getting fired. I've resigned myself to that fact already. He has total immunity for as long as he wants it in Denver. If the Broncos get off to a slow start, no, it would have to be literally a, a winless or one-win record for them to even considering pulling the plug midseason. I think they're going to give the coaching staff the entire year, then go from there, evaluate what they want to do. But I still think, barring a playoff berth, it's you know Fangio is really on the hot seat this season. All right, real quick, John for Buena Beast. So I have Jason Christopher at 655, and then the stream did a jump. So let me tell you if and who we need in between there. We need Tom El Greco, and then we're good. So if you can find Tom's talking about uh, OTAs and Teddy and all that stuff. Uh, And Dale. There's Dale. What up, Dale? Good to see you, bro. We're looking forward to having you on the show next Wednesday. It's going to be a gas. Thanks for your support, bro. He says, all this talk about – Teddy, okay, Teddy Burb. Sorry, my eyes aren't so good anymore, even with the glasses on. Uh, soft throws compared to Locke's darts. What would Elway have said to his receivers if they complained he throws too hard? Buck up, babies. This isn't Little League. The locked arrangement syndrome is insane. So maybe there's been some shade out there. I haven't seen it. Maybe fans are complaining that, you know, Drew's throwing it too hard. That's half his problem, you know, no tack, no finesse. You know, he's just trying to throw a friggin' marshmallow through a battleship all the time. Yeah, I don't care about that. I will say, you know, I played, we all, most of us played at least little, you know, peewee or high school football. It's easier to catch floater passes. Some quarterbacks just have an easier ball to catch, and that seems like it's Teddy Bridgewater's, but that's not going to serve him well when he has to fit the ball in a tight window. That's a throw that a quarterback with Locke's arm talent only he can make. Jason Christopher, it's good to see you, brother. Hope you've been well. He says, hey, Priest and Beast, do you think the quarterback competition has secretly created a divide in the locker room? That's actually a good question. You know, and I, I don't say that because I necessarily think there's credence to the issue, but it's palpable. Teddy Bridgewater's made an impression on people, and I don't necessarily even think it's so much what he's doing with his arm. Just his persona has already kind of made an impression, so – the only way to nip that in the bud if you're Drew Locke is to get out there and perform. You know, this is it for Drew. And Teddy Bridgewater, as I told you guys before, even though we were kind of a little bit yawn, <sighs> Teddy's coming to Denver. He's no joke in terms of, I mean, he's he's a veteran quarterback, former first-round pick, barely a first-round pick, but a first-round pick nonetheless. He started some games. He has a reputation. He has some juice around the league in terms of his fellow players in the league. So, Drew, the only way to make that a non-issue is to not just do his job, but step up to the plate, rise, meet the expectations, and overcome the obstacle. 
in terms of a whole locker room divide, we don't know the answer. We're not going to know the answer until the regular season because everything, everybody right now is zero and zero. Everything right now is sunshine and lollipops, and there's optimism reigning supreme on June 3rd. So the quarterback competition doesn't matter for now. But it's when the Broncos hit adversity. That's when I think it'll come out if they start 0-2, if they start 1-4, and and the quarterback who won that battle is struggling, maybe the players will have some, you know, uh, resentment toward the coaching staff for making putting the entire team in that position because if the offense flounders there's a good chance the entire team's going to flounder on the other hand though what's the one thing that can make it all go away is winning so as long as the broncos win this fall it's not going to matter what competition takes place how they divvy up the reps or what quarterback is under center it's wins and losses balls and strikes black and white tom up in canada proven broncos country not a geographic location. It's a state of being. It's wherever you are, and that's where Tom is. Appreciate you, bro. He says, do you think Locke is being conservative in OTAs, giving an advantage to Teddy? Hope Locke hasn't changed his gunslinger mentality, which made him more dynamic. Um, look, here's the thing. We've heard we've heard kind of um, competing buzz on this topic. On one hand, we heard earlier this week, for example, from Benjamin Albright, that Drew is kind of just making his hay with the short and intermediate part of the field. But then we hear from KJ Hamler today calling him a gunslinger. So which is it? Um, I think that Drew, as we talked about last night, a lot of the big plays you're going to see, or excuse me, a lot of the big plays Drew's going to make, you're not going to see, you're not going to hear about uh, because it doesn't fit a specific narrative. Yet when Teddy, you know, threads a needle with great anticipation, good accuracy for a big play downfield, you're going to see it come out on Twitter from all the beat guys there and all this stuff, you know, and we'll be able to give you a much more um, up close, direct opinion on this when training camp comes, because we'll have Luke there. Luke Patterson will be there and through the whole nine yards, and we'll be able to really convey to you exactly how it's unfolding. But for now, we have to, Zach, interpret it through clips and the odd Twitter tweet here and there. Here's the thing, though. Last week, Locke threw a pick in OTAs. Everyone's saying he's too aggressive and he's too much of a gunslinger, and now he's being too conservative, apparently. And I know, Tom, you're uh, more on the Drew side here, but this is the the epitome of how Locke can't win in the fan base's eyes. No matter what he does, what approach he takes, he's always going to get criticism, and that's very unfortunate to me. All right, we are at 49 minutes, so we got to kind of rapid fire because I do have to keep this one pretty tight tonight. So let me jump down here and grab Sean B. What up, Sean? Thanks for being with us, brother. What do you guys think about a possible 18-game schedule in the near future? State of being, let them hate. Denver Broncos for life. I don't think that's anywhere in the near. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. 
tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Their future. I really don't. Because the players really raged against that. The only way that NFL was able to get them to come to the plate, Zach, was... You know, the veterans who were vested, they their game checks that they got increased by 117th. You know, they got an additional game check. And finally, they're like, you know, this isn't going away. The owners keep trying to strong arm us on this. All right, let's do it. If it ends up playing out well for the league, these this 17-game schedule, uh, if it's not – if it doesn't uh, usher in a calamity of increased injuries uh, and whatnot, you know, the wear and tear, the war of attrition that is the league – Maybe at some point it's 18 games, but I honestly hope not. That That's just too long. It's just too long. Well, I read uh, Peter King's column earlier this week, and he said by 2030 he predicts the NFL will have an 18-game uh, mm. schedule. I think it's going to happen, Chad, before that. This is the way the NFL is going. If they can wring any dollars and cents out of the sport, the NFL shot callers, the commissioner, the owners, they're going to do that. So I believe 18 games is inevitable, and what they're going to probably do is cancel the preseason. So no preseason, 18 games. They don't care about the players' health. They don't care about the players' safety. They care about money. It's the bottom line. Dale says Green Bay already has a first-round quarterback in their pocket, Jordan Love. Why trade for a guy like Bridgewater and Tank to draft another? You know, I've not heard in any of the rumors, some of the wild ones and some of the more credible ones, Teddy really mentioned amongst the capital that the Broncos might have to be willing to give up to get Aaron Rodgers. Because, look, if Aaron does get dealt, whether it's to Denver or somewhere else, the Packers, as you say here in the first part, Dale, they have their succession plan. They have their plan B. That's Jordan Love. And they'll go with him and let Blake Bortles or whoever else they might end up acquiring, if that's how it shakes out, be that credible, fail-safe, you know, let's hope we don't have to break glass here and use this guy. So Teddy is in Denver this year no matter what. Whether he's starting or holding the clipboard, Teddy's a Bronco in 2021. And to answer your question, Dale, it'd be the same reason the Broncos traded for Teddy because they have a young quarterback and they want that veteran on the roster as a mentor, fail-safe, bridge, whatever, whatever, whatever. That's the impetus, I think, for that for that uh, acquisition of Bridgewater and Green Bay. The NFL, as John points out here, could really use a farm system. It bore some fruit. I mean, Devontae Bosby, uh, Mike Purcell, Broncos picked them up. They had been out there. I mean, even Purcell had played for Fangio at previous stops on his NFL you know, uh, resume. If they don't go to the AAF and play that spring – 
I'm not sure the Broncos signed Purcell. I know they wouldn't have signed Bosby, who also had history playing with Fangio in Chicago. Maybe they still would have. I don't think so. So a farm system of some sort, if, the, if it's honestly in the NFL's best interest, I know they worry about, you know, careful what you wish for and actually creating a juggernaut that could truly compete with them. That's their biggest fear. But if they look at it from a how it benefits us, I mean, look, the USFL is not going to be able to uh, – this isn't the 80s. All right. In the 80s, John Elway's $5 million contract is the first, the first overall pick in 1983, which was unprecedented. I mean, you had guys who were multi-year, perennial, all-pro and pro bowlers weren't even sniffing that kind of money in the 80s, which is one of the reasons Elway drew such ire from veterans like Terry Bradshaw and others. They were jealous. They were resentful that here's a guy that you know is refusing to play ball with the uh, Baltimore Colts with an NFL club. And then the Broncos are going to give him a $5 million contract. I mean, that's peanuts relative to current quarterbacks, even first round picks. The USFL back then, because we're talking about 80s, you know, the way that what the NFL was then, they could compete monetarily, contractually with players coming out of the draft. Hey, I know the Bills drafted you, Jim. We're going to draft you too. But here's the thing is you're weighing your decision. We're going to offer you this. It's like the AFL and the NFL. It's the reason why the, the NFL eventually had to confront the AFL by, by way of the Super Bowl and then eventually weave them and graft them into the league and become one thing because, you know, they could compete financially, contractually with the players in demand. I don't think the USFL is going to even come close to that anytime in the near future in today's day and age. So if you view it from, from the NFL's perspective as a farm system – they could provide you some gems like Mike Purcell, Devontae Bosby. Didn't work out for him in Denver, Bosby, but Purcell just got paid. Does Purcell, Zach, get that contract, you think, last year if he doesn't play in the AAF that, that spring? He doesn't, but the NFL, again, doesn't care about player development or players getting their money. The NFL cares about them, them making their own money and doing what's best for their revenues and their television contracts and their sponsorships and their, and their overlords, whoever they're beholden to. I would love a spring league. I would love a minor league system, but I think the only way it works, because the NFL is such a monopoly, is if they are in control of it. I believe they owned NFL Europe, speaking of that uh, mm-hmm. earlier in the show. So is if it's an NFL product, if it's an official NFL entity, then I think it can happen. But if it's an independent owner like a Vince McMahon or Oliver Luck, I believe the commissioner was, for XFL, uh, if anyone else is in charge that's not Roger Goodell or the owners there, they're going to try to find a way to 86 it. It's just business. Doug, what's up, dude? Appreciate the super. He says, what's up, Chad and Zach? Just showing some love. Hey, right back at you. We feel the love. Thank you, Doug. Good to see you, buddy. Thank you. And then Dave jumping in again. Appreciate you, bro. He says, thanks for the kind words. Having a good be uh, a good day today. Had a birthday dinner at my folks' place. Ending the day with the best Broncos pod there is. Hashtag Broncos country, priest and beast. Happy Glad birthday. To hear that day. Yeah, happy birthday. Is it today or is it a belated? Either way, happy birthday, bro. Thank you, Dave. Uh, free Earth Citizen, what up, dude? I hope uh, the Earth has freed you. Sounds like he, it has. Appreciate you. It says Arena Bowl 1 in 1987, the Denver Dynamite, 45, Pittsburgh Gladiators, 16. We got a, a true pro football historian here. We've omitted Arena Bowl. I mean, Arena Ball, Colorado Crush, Denver Dynamite, um, you know, it had its day in the sun temporarily. It was a different product. The NFL never really felt too threatened, I think, by the AFL for whatever, or uh, Arena League for whatever reason. Um, But then it went away. It went the way of the Buffalo, too. So, 
yeah, uh, we got a we got a, a arena bowl or arena league historian here, Zach. It's a shame because I was the biggest dynamite fan. All right, um, Travis, got you, buddy. I didn't know you were in uh, enemy territory. That's uh, that's no fun, but a lot of people are. Just got to hold down the fort. A uh, couple more and we got to go. Victor, thank you for that very generous super chat, <clears throat> my friend. He says, I'm watching you guys while working. You are the greatest. Where do you guys think Michael O.J. Mudia will line up? Let him hate. Good question. You know, I think he makes the club this year for sure. You know, he's a third-round pick, one year removed. But he's definitely been pushed down the depth chart. And that's not the worst thing. If you're fourth or – well, let's say if your fifth best corner, Zach, is Michael O.J. Mudia. Exactly. That's pretty encouraging because even though he had some ups and downs last year, it was more ups. Like he was, he exceeded my expectations as a rookie last year. And even though it wasn't always pretty, so where does he end up? He ends up as a, we heard from Vic, you know, they're going to try and cross train him a little bit this summer and trying to teach him the nickel role and just see how he might do at nickel. But I think at the end of the day, he's going to be your backup number two corner. So if it ends up being Darby that's the number two, he'll be Darby's backup if he gets hurt and so forth. You know, even if he's the number four guy on the depth chart, which he could be number five, it's still a huge difference from being cornerback two as he was last year, or even cornerback one at certain points. The Broncos secondary was so riddled by injury. It was it was a bad situation, and he wasn't up to that task. He's not there just yet. But I fully want to echo what you're saying. If he can be your cornerback four, if Ojemudi, a former third-round pick, can be your cornerback four, cornerback five, and you have Sertan and Kyle Fuller and Bryce Callahan ahead of them, that's a good situation. Uh, Wave Hog Channel. Newer name with us here in uh, the chat on YouTube. Thanks for being with us. He says, I live in Northern California, and I witnessed Alex Smith get similar treatment from Niners fans to what Drew's getting from Broncos fans. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a very unique situation, Zach, in that, you know, number one pick definitely sucked his first five, six, seven, eight years. Well, when did Harbaugh get there? 11. Had a few flashes, but five, six, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So his seventh year. He starts having some success. Most NFL teams, and he signed an extension in between there, at least one. Might have been two, actually. Most NFL teams nowadays, they're not holding on to their first-round pick that doesn't meet expectations that long. And he ended up, in many ways, kind of getting the last laugh on his haters. You know, he didn't finish his career with the Niners, but he ended up leading the team to the playoffs in 11, helped lead the put them in position to – uh make the Super Bowl in 2012. Colin Kaepernick had to kind of carry the torch the second half of that season. But still, and then he went on to have great success with Kansas City, going to the playoffs. Every year he was the starter. So, you know, that's a cautionary tale for fans, but it's also a good example here why you don't want to crucify a kid too early. You don't know what the future holds. And then even when he suffered that catastrophic leg injury, the same critics and the same fans and the same people out there wrote him off completely. He'll never play again. He'll never walk again. And he came back the next year and helped lead Washington to a division title. So if I understand a lot of quarterbacks out there, they face this scrutiny. They face this criticism. I just haven't seen it up close from this vantage point of a Broncos quarterback facing such intense and ongoing and repeated just destruction of his character professionally and personally. It's eye-opening to me. Very much so. All right, last super chat, last one for tonight, and then we got to go. 
Christian again. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. He says, coming from a bona fide superstar spot. Get those thumbs up. Love this community. Hashtag state of being. Let them hate. Appreciate you, my friend. And yes, guys, you know, if you are on YouTube and Facebook in particular, make sure you give it a like. Even if you're only able to be with us for two minutes tonight or you watch two minutes and you come back and watch the rest later, just get that like it. Very, very helpful for us. All right. Um, all right. Last thing here. Zach, we got to say a shout out, give a shout out, that is, to our superstar supporters on Facebook. I'm just pulling it up right now, and we will have to dip on out of here. John, I don't know if you can, for some reason, it's not letting me click Christian off the screen. I don't know what's going on there, but um, let me grab these awesome, awesome folks here. Gary Leeds Palmer, you're a legend. Randy Jones, you're a legend. And it's also cool to be connected with you, Randy, on Twitter. Travis, legend. Wish you were on Twitter. Dave, legend. Know you're on Twitter. So Dave, and a guy I got to give some special love to here, Zach, because he supports us on Facebook as a subscriber, uh, super support, stars. He'll hop on over to YouTube like he did earlier this week, give a super chat. He'll get onto Twitch, make sure we got some activity going on Twitch. This dude is down for MHH and the Huddle Up podcast, and we really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much to all of you guys. And Dave, you are on KK, on Twitter, on here, all the podcasts. You are a super supporter in the very literal sense, and we appreciate and acknowledge you. Thank you. All right, guys, we got to go for now. But look, the Huddle Up podcast does not return until Sunday night, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. But you will get the chance to hear from Zach Kelberman Sunday at noon if you're a supporter of Facebook, of MHH on Facebook. So, Make sure you take care of that between now and then. Head on over to the Mile High Huddle Facebook page, big blue button, click that. You get Kelberman's Corner Sunday, and even before that, you get the Trickle Zone Saturday. Eric is coming back. We'll have his show on Saturday. So another way to support what we're doing and get access to that content. More really exciting rollouts we have coming down the pike for content, including YouTube very, very soon. New swag, new merch, new shows we're unfolding. It's going to be a great year. We're going to do our, our MHH tent, our meet and greet live podcast on September 26th in the Empower Field and Mile High parking lot. It's going to be fun. I mean, guys, we can't wait. We can't wait. We're seriously just counting the minutes until we actually get to the fall. But still a lot of fish to fry, Zach, between now and then. Got many competitions shaking out in OTAs and training camp, and we're going to be here to break down every little storyline, every little development. But with that, dude, have a great weekend, bro, and sign us on out of here. You too. Uh, real quick, a quick plug. You talk about the positional battles. Last episode of KK last Sunday, I gave a little preview of the many roster competitions throughout the Broncos team right now heading into training camp later this summer, and I gave my projected winner. So I promise you guys it's great content every Sunday at noon. Me and Kim Becker, a little different, but hot takes that hold water. I promise you it's worth it. Be sure to subscribe if you can. And tomorrow, Chad, quick little shout-out to DVDD, Dove Valley Deep Divers, episode number 100. Tomorrow night, I want to give a quick plug to them, 8 o'clock uh, Eastern, 6 o'clock Mountain. Be there. It's a, from what I understand, Chad, it's going to be a big party, a lot going on. I think Lance is going to get a little into it. So that's what I've heard so far. Yes. I don't know exactly all the details what they got planned, but it's a very special milestone. I mean, any podcast that can make it to 100 episodes, you're doing something right, and it's worthy of celebration. So we look forward to seeing what they have in store. Don't miss that, guys. Tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern, Dove Valley Deep Divers. 
But yeah, guys, we're out of here till Sunday. Be sure to follow Chad on Twitter at Chad N. Jensen. You can follow myself on Twitter at Kelberman NFL. You can follow our producer at John K M H H. Be sure to follow the main account at Huddle Up Pod. Also, Mile High Huddle for all your Broncos news, analysis, breakdowns, etc., etc., etc. Again, guys, go to the store, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag. You can see Chad rocking a hat right there. There's all different products for you. More coming soon. I promise you'll love it. Become a, sub- a supporter again on Facebook, facebook.com slash milehighhuddle. Become a supporter. Big blue butt. Can't miss it. I promise you it's worth it. Can't do that. Again, totally understand. Three things we ask and beg of you. Subscribe, like, and share. Helps us out more than you know. Sorry, I, uh, I've done that to you twice now. Uh, this week, I almost forgot. We got to announce the winner of the mm. swag giveaway for the Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page. Let me pull up the document where I have this information, and we will dip on out of here for tonight. It's being slow, so bear with me one second. I don't know why it's being slow, but let me try to reload this. Stand by one second. Yes, so guys, if you want in on this swag, all right, we're giving away a T-shirt, might be a hat, might be a mug, little piece of MHH every single week to a randomly selected member of the community who is liking and following the huddle up podcast. And for some reason, this page does not want to load for me. So here's, Oh, here it is. Um, Gary Grant, Gary Grant, come on down, Gary with a G grant with a G you're the winner this week, Gary Grant. So claim your prize by just simply emailing us milehighhuddle at gmail.com. We'll want, uh, I'm not sure what it is, if it's a shirt or, or a hat this time, but just be sure we need your shipping address and your T-shirt size just in case. Congrats, Gary Grant. I want to meet Gary without a G. But anyway, guys, we are out of here until uh, Sunday Sunday evening, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Chad, have a great weekend. I hope uh, your uh, family's doing well with Theo. John, have a great weekend. Everyone out there, have a great weekend. We'll see you guys Sunday night. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, 
infertile, impotent, Joe Biden, and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.